Hello and welcome to The Mod Show, where we get to sit down with entrepreneurs and creative spirits from around the world. This week, I sit down with Tunisian architect, DJ and producer Ali Alulu, better known by his stage name of Ali. Ali's always had a keen interest in the arts, from forming punk rock bands in his youth to now working as an architect, DJ and producer. His story of moving across Tunisia, Paris and Dubai solely for fulfilling his dream is a true example of what determination can achieve. In this episode, we get to discuss Ali's passion for the fields of architecture and music, where it stems from and how it's evolved over the course of the years. We also get an insight into what it's like being a performance artist in the region and the struggle of finding a balance that would eventually provide him with the platform to do the things that he loves. I hope that you guys enjoy the show. Let's get straight to it. Thank you, Ali, for being here um, and taking the time to be on the podcast. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Ali came in sweating balls right now. <laughs> He's fully drenched because of the Dubai heat. Um, but that is how it goes. You know, it's summer in Dubai. Summer in Dubai. Welcome I, join us. Unfortunately, we are here for the summer. Why right? unfortunately? I mean, I don't <laughs> like the heat. I'm actually going to be leaving in a couple of weeks. So I, oh, good for you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be here for some time. So yeah, I am cool. escaping as quickly as I possibly can. No, it has a charm in some way. So please describe to me this charm. You don't go out. <laughs> so you stay at home. So you wor- you are more productive. That's how I see but it. Are you though? Personally, yes, I am. Do you take the time to reflect and work? Or do you take the time to just watch Netflix series? No, no, no. I don't watch Netflix series. At all? Uh, it's not at all. I've been converted. Like I was forced to to watch Game of Thrones, which is something that I. It's not Netflix, but like series in general. Yeah, I mean HBO. Um, one of the biggest like pop culture events of the century. One of the biggest time waster events. What? <laughs> okay, maybe the last season was crap, but the, like the whole thing was really good. No, no, no. It's uh, it's excellent. It's really excellent. I'm I'm kidding. But it's such a time-consuming thing it's crazy and that's why i refuse to watch series because of that is because i'm very very easily addicted to them yeah so yeah like i'm hooked easily to these things so i prefer not to start it's like i have no doubt about how good they are it doesn't matter like because a lot of people try to convince me to watch this or this series like i have no doubt about like i'm sure they're great but that's the reason why i don't want to wish watch them because they're great and then at the end, I actually take the calculator and I, I check how many minutes Do I spent. Actually yeah, actually, I did it a few times. And, how and many? Then, I don't even know if I want to know about Game of Thrones. It's like eight seasons. Uh, eight. I, I, I don't know. I don't remember. But it's, it's scary. Like when you look at that, you say how many other things you could have done during all that time. And, and yeah, that's why I do the... I made the choice not to get uh, into uh, series. So yet. how do you how do you, how do you spend the other amount of time that you do have? I'm working, being productive, all day long. Like in the morning, I'm interior designer, architect, so, and then in the afternoon, I'm doing music. Yeah, basically, I'm working on. So uh, I yeah. actually wanted to ask you that. Did I jump and you, you, <laughs> you jumped way further because I didn't I didn't know that you were an architect. I didn't freaking know that. I just thought that you were in music and that is it and you're a producer. Yeah. But okay, so let's go back for a second, mm-hmm. right? And then where did you grow up? I grew up in Tunisia. Yeah. Up to 20 years old. Like I had my high school there. Do you want like the extended <laughs> answer? No, 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 like how, whatever you find interesting, <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever defines you. Yeah. So I, I grew up till 20 years old there. I had my high school there. I started studying architecture there. Yeah. Then I kind of got over Tunisian scene because like at some point you just notice that you see the same people, you go to the same places and like it kind of, I saw the limits of it. So I felt like, like... Kind of like Dubai. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I felt like I needed to see something else. It's not something that I felt when I had, like when I finished high school, all my friends were going to to France, to Canada, to the States to study. Like I didn't really feel that need. Yeah. But after being two years after high school there, I actually felt the need to so to leave, and I went to Paris. And you went to Paris, but w- had you started university in Tunisia or no? Yes, I did two years of architecture in Tunisia, mm. and then I went to the third year. What there. got you into architecture? What got me into architecture? Very good question, actually. It's uh, it's uh, it's kind of by mistake in a way that I love 
art yeah and i love science so i kind of find the middle ground in between so i didn't want like to study hardcore mathematics because it's like something that i really loved or physics and i didn't want to go to an art school where like it's another discussion that we should not have <laughs> right now but but like my I, I don't know like i i don't have a very very positive uh approach to contemporary art or to what's happening now i feel like there is a lot of crap and i didn't want to have that in university yeah. and be judged for that you know the type of thing where you put like a bottle of water and then you put a hair on top of it and then you write a dissertation <laughs> of three pages around it that's that's the kind of thing that i didn't want to go to but i was really into that like i deeply studied that during my latest high school years and my first my first uh, university years but that's why actually i don't want to do it because it's too free in a way so architecture was the good balance so between you, an art that is used for a specific purpose that makes sense to this civilization i guess interesting actually that comes back like i can see a relation between you don't wanting to watch series because that's like taking too much time and you, you like boundaries of different sorts like if you if you if, if we look at the the way that you described contemporary art and it's becoming too free Mm -hmm. Do you like structure in like everything, every single thing that you do? No, it's it's not that. What I don't, it's not that I think it's too free, and that's why I don't want to do it. It's the opposite. Like I would, I love to do free stuff. Like even you might see it in my music, and you might see it in my previous music, yeah. my rock bands, and my like experimental punk stuff. So I'm about super free, no rules things. I'm talking about studying it in university. <laughs> That is not okay for me. Yeah. Like I, I, I cannot see how something as free and as conceptual can be judged by teachers in because it's three based so much on perception. Kind of, yeah, and on free expression as well. Like, it's free expression is judged is kind of contradicting to me. Like it does, it doesn't make sense to get rates and notes out of that type of projects okay so architecture makes then. sense to yeah, you yeah, of course yeah. so architecture then yep and that was like the end all be all this is what i'm interested in this is the, the happy medium and i'm gonna go about it was music a part of your life at this point at all or no yes actually music started at a very very young age since high school i was in rock bands and uh, i even played like in fusion festival in uh, in germany yeah that I had my first uh, business visa, you know, like as a Tunisian. How having, old were you at this point? I was like 16 or 17 or something. Yeah, yeah, 17, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, and I had my first business German visa and we went to this crazy festival and I lived like rockstar life for <laughs> for a week or At or 16 years days. old. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really, really crazy. Uh, how did it feel going and then performing and having this business visa i mean you're saying that it's crazy but what was it about like how because was that the epitome of like beginning get of the beginning of getting into music not really because we started already and this is how they heard of us because at the time i don't know how it became fusion festival now i think it became too uh right. like super no no not really commercial but i think it's like too vegan. <laughs> it became, you know, like a vegan festival, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's. I think that that is the that is the movement right now. But at the time, their focus was going and finding like artists that are doing great music that are not known from all over the world. So they will not bring people that are superstars. They will bring people that are actually unknown. To make them, to give them the chance, to give them a platform to perform, and so that was one of the greatest experiences of my life because it was like a band, you know, like yeah. a group of friends, and we were just all doing music together. And how did that evolve? So, that from sixteen, now you're getting into architecture. 
Mm-hmm. You're you're playing on the side as well. Is this band still existing? No, no, it doesn't exist anymore. But look, at the time, like music was not really um, how to say that. I, you don't think about it as a professional thing. You just do it for fun because you're you having fun. Like really have fun doing it. And then after, at some point, we stopped when we all moved. Not all, but some of us moved to Paris. And um, we were there and it was very difficult for us like to meet and together and to, to rent a studio and to find times. We were all students and had part-time jobs and stuff. So like it was such a hassle for us to do anything. So that's how the band broke up. And all that's like for like a pure functional reason. And also artistically, I moved more to, to hip-hop. And how, I'm curious, as to, did that happen as you were moving to Paris? Because While Par- I was in Paris. Because Paris has a, a huge hip-hop, hip-hop culture. culture. Yes, crazy. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about it? Because, I, I mean, I, the only thing I would know is like Booba. You know, like that's, <laughs> that's, as, that's as far as my knowledge would <laughs> no, go. Yeah, that, that's good. I, I, lo- I love Booba, actually. But, but like, like not, uh, you see the it. only one. You see it and you see it, in, it like, and a lot of it is North African Paris, um, yeah. and that that is where the influence kind of comes yeah. from, right? Um, so how now you're moving? Okay, so you are coming from a punk band mm-hmm. in Tunis, mm-hmm. studying architecture, now going into 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 France, into Paris. Mm-hmm. How is that shift one going from living all of your life in Tunisia to Paris? How's that kind of change, if you may? Was it the first time that you're like moving out? Was it the first time that you're in another country that you're living? There is, okay, so I'm not going to say that, like, it was, in terms of freedom, it wasn't, like, a massive change for me, because, like, I come from a family that is, like, very free, like, since my, since childhood, I had the, I actually had the freedom to do whatever I wanted, like, I just, I don't really ask for permission, I inform, you know what (laughs) I mean? It's just that, yeah, it's, like, a very nice trust relationship that, that I had with, with my parents, so it's not, like, I wouldn't really talk about freedom of how, but you, it's, it's bec- because like I have a lot of people that came, oh, I, got out of yes, their house and I, they went crazy. Literally, I have the same thing. We were actually discussing yes. this last week. Uh, last week, no, a couple of days ago, I was having this conversation at home with a friend of mine who was visiting me, and we were what we were talking. That was a completely different thing, but we were talking about how people from a culture that is much more closed off and reserved mm-hmm. go to like this was a particular example of like Pakistanis going to Canada mm-hmm. and they go crazy they go crazy yeah, yeah. I mean this is the first time that you are um, open to drugs alcohol yeah, like yeah, everything yeah, yeah. and every like if as soon as that little like band-aid rips of being like super protective mm-hmm. people go crazy but I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying that that's the case for you that's a particular case that, for yeah yeah for sure it's like a, a very reserved mm-hmm. culture in pakistan yeah um, and i've seen examples of that yeah, yeah yeah me too even like i saw that but like it changed for me in a way that i became much more mature much more responsible much more adult much more conscious about life and time yeah. and money and all these things that i didn't really care about before yeah and uh, and also like the hip hop part of it is more about how do you say that more about a vibe like Paris there is the street culture there is the street art. there is a, like a smell there is a vibe there is a feeling when like there is danger there is like all these. I don't know, like the beret and baguette and all this stuff. Like, I've never seen them in Paris, you know? <laughs> I, I live that life. When I go to France, I live that life. You know, like, I'm going for Vinoise Chocolat. Like, that's the shit that I'm going for. You're going for the yeah. other shit. No, like, I didn't go for, for the street life, but the street life is there. It's, like, part of it. It's, like, super, super, super important to actually, for me, to be part of it. Yeah. Like... We're chilling outside. You're doing your thing. You are just mainly chilling with a lot of people. You meet people in the street. You meet pe- you meet people in bars. You meet like talents everywhere. You meet like it's it's so full of surprises, and that's like the richest part of it for me. Paris. Yeah. And so you you're still studying architecture at this point. 
studying no i'm too old to study now <laughs> no i mean no 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 not, like not today but <laughs> oh, in <sorry>. paris <laughs> no, i'm not saying that you're studying paris. <laughs> when you're in paris yeah you're 20 at this point i'm i moved to i uh, was yeah yeah i moved you're 20, 20 so yeah. you've done two years of architecture architecture is a four-year program so i'm assuming that you moved to paris to study yeah yeah right yeah. so you're still f- you're finishing up your degree mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and you're getting more into music so when you graduate Mm-hmm. Do you stay in Paris? Yes, I did. I stayed in Paris, and then, actually, funny enough, the move from f- of me from Tunisia to Paris and from Paris to here came for architecture. It's based on that. So I started. I graduated there, and I started working there, and it just didn't feel like the right place for me as work environment. Like as much as I loved student life as much as i didn't i was not okay with the professional life there because i was like surrounded by architects like from five to ten years older than me and like i didn't really um i don't really see them i didn't see any bright future in them. Yeah. you know what i mean like no offense to any of them like they're my friends <laughs> that might be listening to this but like like looking at them like i don't see myself being in the same exact situation after six years or something so professionally it's very down to be in paris to start in paris actually okay so that's why i made the i made the i took the decision to come here to come here yeah and this is what 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 year is this this is i came here in 30 no 19th of august 2013 what are you talking about yeah 2013 yep So this is we've done like we're uh, uh, the the crash has happened. Mm-hmm. We're on the on the rise again. Kind of, kind of, more or less. Um, and you went, you came here without a job, or you had a job when you came here. So when I started to be over with with Paris, I started to um, to apply for jobs. Yeah, in Dubai, in Los Angeles, Sydney, and uh, Sao Paulo. Okay, so there was it wasn't just like I'm only going to come to Dubai. Yeah, no, like like these, these four, four cities, cities. you'll see in common on them, like nice beaches. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> so you're and trying to weather, you're trying weather. to remold your 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 early years in Tunisia. Yeah, yeah, I'm done with bad weather. I'm done with smelling pee in the metro. I'm done. Like I can't anymore. Like like I was done with Paris. That's it. Like I I love I love Paris and I go there, but like. Living there on a day-to-day living there, basis. like at after six years, six years there, you can't anymore. Like it's it's very super uh, suffocating at some point for me. So I started looking for jobs. Dubai looked like most the more the most welcoming out of these cities. Yeah, I had like few job interviews without like something hundred percent sure. Anymore. So I came. I left my residency there in case. Uh, I I left my residence. <laughs> It's gone. I yeah. think. I hope. So I I left my residency there, and then um, I came here. I had my interviews. I got actually three interviews, three yes. Oh wow! And, and then I got another interview while being here, like some random dude I met in a bar here. I love how I had works. like <laughs> four four yes. So actually, I, I chose the right thing for me. So the universe was like you are coming to Dubai. Yes. And talk me through what's happening in the music life of yours because you lead, you you lead two lives. Kind of, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean y- what you do with music is completely unrelated to architecture. Yeah, completely. But your music is very much you because I mean even the CD that you just gave me that the whole idea of that is your history. Mm-hmm. It's telling your narrative. Yes. From birth to your time here so how do you one i'm very curious because for me doing something i mean you love architecture though yes you do love it as study as something to read about and something to conceptualize something to think about is one thing and the actual reality of the professional is very different I'm in love with the architecture as a field, but the commercial part of it, that is, to be honest, the same 
it's not like a Dubai situation. Yeah. It's everywhere. The same. It's just the professional part of it is more. Uh, it's more difficult. I enjoy doing it, but it's not like it's not the love of my life, you know. But you do yeah. it because. Well, it pays the bills. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have to now. Now at this point, I do it because I'm good at it. I studied it. I have my masters on it, and I have enough experience for it to to get like a proper job out of it. So, and I put myself in a position for my bosses to accept the fact that I will work only part time, also, which is super rare in Dubai. Which is very interesting. So, to, like. I'm just trying to get to you have taken one of your passions, mm-hmm. which is architecture, yeah. created it into a job which pays mm-hmm. and sustains you and somewhat you love, somewhat you don't love. I don't know. But you are doing it and you've created a medium for yourself, which allows you to do something else that you also equally love or maybe exactly. more so. Yes. No, much more. There we go. <laughs> so he, he says it. Um, and you've put yourself in this very particular situation. Now, for me, that's a very, like, that's an insane opportunity, right? Like, I am a person who, as soon as, like, I like something else, I leave, like, my job and I start, like, looking into one thing. I can't, I can't fizzle out one thing that I want to do, which is my, an issue of mine. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm working on that. But a lot of people struggle with understanding, okay, I'm passionate about this and this is what brings me happiness, but this is what brings me money. Mm-hmm. Like I want to get into art, but I am an engineer and as an engineer, I'm making good money, but as an artist, I'm going to make Jack, but I hate it. So there comes a point in time, especially our age where people are just like, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to leave my job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to become an artist. I'm going to struggle and struggle and struggle. Some mm-hmm. make it, some don't, but we like they never even think of like let me continue and let me work harder to get that balance mm-hmm. and switch once i have that income mm-hmm. from the other thing that i am yeah. passionate about these days we're too much into this is something that i love and this is what i need to do yeah and they don't think about the practicality they don't have that yeah maturity i mean i'm one of them but uh, <laughs> you know so how did you kind of get into this situation how do you so i think first of all each one of us has his own reality yeah do you have to pay rent and bills and car and and phone bill and all these things that you are supposed to pay for by yourself so this is one reality versus you are staying at your parents house this is a massive huge difference yeah that like sets a lot of things in your Into future perspective. choices. Yeah, it's not something that is just like your 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 decisions are made out of your reality. If you have the opportunity to stop everything and to not worry about anything else but your art or your passion, that's good for you. It's just not my situation. So I had to keep that uh balance because you mentioned money and payments like in 2017 i actually made more money with music than with architecture amazing. being full-time architect amazing as like, yeah. and i actually okay like it's weird to say but I, it's <laughs> like okay whatever i'm not gonna say but um it's just that like you make enough money to say oh wow this is actually possible i can do that i had this life for one year it was like one project after one other one project after one other i start refusing projects which is weird for like it just happened you know it's not only djing and uh producing yes yeah, like much more than this it's like more like music consultation and yeah. stuff like that i mean you, did, like you, did, you did a consulting project for for leo burnett yeah for leo burnett international actually yeah. not yeah that that type of jobs so these type of things may may made me like reconsider because at some point i'll be working from uh like eight to six okay like i go back home at six like you eat whatever you shower whatever you start 
working. I start working on music starting from like 9, 10 p.m. I sleep at 3, 4 a.m. At 7, I'm, I'm awake. This was my life for months and months, like almost the full of 2017. Wow. That was how, at some point, I had, I was finishing my album because I really wanted it to be that precise date for the release. I was working on some video game music. I was working with Leo Burnett and this massive, huge international yeah. project where I was actually traveling every two, three weeks. I was traveling all the time. And I, so yeah, working full time, album, this video game, the the Leo Burnett project. Plus I was doing some some uh, music playlist for runways and some some uh, music for installation all of that in the same time i went crazy like I, I was burning out like i really went crazy and i needed help like i had i was doing everything by this myself. is you this is only this is me like nobody else like i did i wanted to have help like at least taking care of at least like websites social medias or emails or contracts yeah. or whatever but I needed some help. But at that point, I was doing all of that. And then I reached a point where actually I'm very busy with music. I can make music, uh, I can make money with music. So I needed that switch with work. So I know that sometimes it can go very like high and sometimes that it can go down. So I had to take the safe option to keep somewhere my visa going and to keep my minimum salary going so i switched and i let the universe decide for me basically i went to, to my bosses i told them here's the new deal this i will work from this time to this time i will i will uh, <laughs> i will get these many days off i will get this much these are my conditions yes i'm in no i'm out not negotiable i i put myself in that situation where actually i was in a good place at yeah. work but in the same time like i i let them decide for me you know what i mean yeah so it's just um it's just that part that but it, it takes a lot of guts and a lot of conviction yes to understand that this is now what you want your reality to be and yeah, work yeah. towards that and and like and to let actually to let universe decide for you like just to let it be like this is not my decision anymore i i can i'm comfortable doing both i'm comfortable stopping it i have no problem stopping the architecture thing so so yeah i just they they said yes so I, and I how did, like how does that how do you, like I'm, uh, no I'm, no wait, wait, wait. I'm curious one like, of my conditions was i need like i took all my days off right like everybody has like one yeah. month vacation per year Which i is asked for another Dubai, month actually oh. before we start the new deal i needed one month off and i said that to them and they said okay also like they they said okay do my conditions basically this is but like this is a I, sign I, from I, the universe like wanting you to get into this i mean this is not a normal like you need to understand how this is not a normal opportunity like it's the, insane you create it to yourself also it doesn't just happen like you make it to yourself like i made myself i would say important at work for me to be able to ask for these kind of yeah. things and also i made m myself busy enough with music, music to be able to have half salary of architect it's just that so i'm curious as to what's going through your mind as you're walking up to your boss's office <laughs> and you're about to put down these claims no, like I, a I emailed them i know they would be shocked <laughs> like if i said it live so i emailed them and I let them think about it. Oh, you, you didn't go in, you didn't like just open no, the no, door, No, 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 I, I emailed down. them like these are all like I listed everything and you guys have like a few days to think and about. This is, this is so interesting. Like it's, 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 it's important, right? Like, cause there, like you read about people not being able to negotiate and, and half the opportunity is just asking. Most people are too scared to ask. Yes, 100%. And what you did was you took that on yourself as to like, this is the reality that I want for myself and I'm going to ask for it. Like, because exactly. There's no other option for me. Yes. 
and also you need to be ready like you need to have a plan a plan b and the b has to be as good as a if something like plan a plan b oh, that's what right. I, i don't know like i translated no, plan i don't think that's the right word what, what, what it should is I still say? plan a plan b it's uh, yeah like you need to have like two different like scenarios scenarios possible but the second one should be as good as the first one and you have to just make it happen it, it's not gonna happen in, by itself in 2017 when you're doing all of these different projects and one i want to learn a little bit more about the leo burnett project that you did um you also worked on a score for a movie if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken you did the leo burnett thing you did the score for the movie and then you're producing your own album i want to like go on a little bit about the, the album as well but in 2007 what's driving you like if you you're working like crazy you're sleeping three hours a day mm-hmm. you're working on five projects at the same time and you're working on art on your what's art. driving me what like what 30 years old bro <laughs> <laughs> that's what's driving me <laughs> i'm late that's what's driving me you're yeah. late for what i'm not like okay this is like a pressure that i put on yourself yeah, yeah yeah it's, it's too much but but like i i feel like looking at like all these producers and djs and stuff like man that kids like 16 years old they're doing crazy things that i will never be able to do that's something that i'm aware of it's not like something that um like it's a reality you know like you cannot just pretend that this is not happening age is important so what was driving me is that like rush to to have to spend back the time that i missed doing other things but you, you know what i mean but your reality isn't everyone else's reality but you're comparing yourself to others right now yes right? true yeah true i i kind of feel like sometimes you have to compare compare yourself like just to put yourself somewhere It's not like comparing. It's not like best or better or or worst or whatever. Yeah. It's not about that. It's just about looking at reality of things. I just felt that at my age, I could have been doing more, and it's not too late. I can still. I can um, how to say rattraper. Um, you can make uh, make back the yeah, time yeah i can make out for for that make up yeah. make up for that for that time that i lost that i lost i would say but why do you say that you've lost it it's not lost it but like i would have do you I have regrets have done do you have regrets right now no i don't i don't this is my life it could have not been different this is how it is there's nothing that i regret there's <laughs> nothing that i could have done differently at all that's my reality but my reality makes me have to work harder right now it's just that it's not regrets or it's not comparing and i feel like i have to catch up or something no it's just that life made this situation for yeah. me and and i am here right now and you want to grab it yes and i i have to do more because what i when when i say i lost time it's not losing time but like you have like you don't start in a certain level of of recognition or of even like of level of productivity and stuff like you build it up right it's an evolution so me evolving at my path is actually slower than other people that are have much more thing much less things to care about and much more time to to spend doing that it's just that so i had to like compensate for do you think this also has to do to do with where you are physically what do you mean like for instance had you been in a place where music is much more a way of life like over here there's much less producers there's mm-hmm. much music is less mm-hmm. you know there's like five djs or maybe no, 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 no there's probably on, more but like is a DJ. five that i, I know name you one <laughs> billion dj everybody you know is a dj this is very true <laughs> <laughs> but 
but let's say you were in um, a place where music is like a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Would that have pushed you further quicker? Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, like growing up in like a stimulating and like stimulating environment yeah. is very important. Like inspiration and um, competition in a way. Like I don't mean it in a bad way. Yeah, like of competition that means you like forward. yes, yeah. and also something that I actually had a lot in Tunisia, in Tunisia and in Paris is like a crew of people where we just chill and share ideas. This is not something that I don't have here, to be very honest. Still? No, no, no. No, I don't have it. Like, I don't... I, I'm friends with most of the people here, but, like, individually. We're not a crew of creatives all together doing, like, music and this and this and this and this. Like... Like I, I don't see that in happening in Dubai. Why do you think that is? And also, I'm actually curious as to like since you've been here since 2013, it's been six years. How has music over here evolved in in your eyes? Okay, and the so whole scene. I think you asked me two, two questions. questions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I will start with the second one. Okay. Uh, and then remind me about the first. <laughs> one. So the how did I see it evolve? I think. It was more it was more pure in a way before it was more real, it was more spontaneous, it was more like about solidarity and helping each other stuff like there was no this is uh, mine uh, yeah, yeah, there was no was territories like everybody has had his, like we were all like booking each other and helping each other, and everybody was a dj slash promoter in the same time. Now I feel like it became too um, somehow money-driven, which is something that is normal for, especially for people who are willing to do this as their own job. Yeah, like full time. Th- that I that I understand, but I feel like Instagram and brands ruined the game. Very honestly. I feel like Instagram where every single person is just buying followers and like having 10K on Instagram. They do one event. They have like 12 people showing up. You know, like it's if you have 12, respect these 12 and like don't lie to yourself and don't lie to us. And you know what I mean? Like it's just this context that I feel like Instagram ruined the game a bit. It's, um, it's become too chauvinistic in that sense. It became too fake. Yeah, brands will will uh, like and promoters like will book this DJ, not this one, because of their DJ of because of Instagram followers. The Instagram followers, not because of their skills, which should be to me uh, the first criteria. Second criteria as a business should be how many people do you bring. It's you can have 15k on instagram and reality is you you play on an, an, an empty event you know what i mean yeah that's like it's not like i'm not insulting a, any f- empty event like we all been there at some point you know it's not that but it's just that don't lie to yourself it's just that it's this is something that i feel instagram ruined it in that way very honestly and uh, the other thing, I feel like brands also are can could change the game in a good way. Like brands who are supporting events? Brands and medias and everything. Like I'm not like, can I name? <laughs> Whatever you want. Whatever you're comfortable okay, like, with. I want to talk about one specific case. Like the Vice. What did Vice do in Dubai? What relevant... Give me one relevant thing Vice did that is not... They did one party and then they did one year after. Like anniversary party. Like Vice had the... I know they must have like some political issues that we are not aware of, maybe. But the way I see it is that these people could have changed the game for all of us. 
in the Middle East. I mean, in Vice, the Middle is, East, Vice yes. isn't doing well as a as a company across the globe. That's what I know about Vice. I don't know anything about the Middle what East. What do you mean, business wise? Business wise, yes. There is business wise, okay, but also there is content wise. What do you document? What are your interests? What do you give the platform of the region? For, like opening for up an who office. Who do here. you give the platform? Who are the people you show? Who are the artists you show? Who are the creators you show? Who are what are the things that you want the whole world to know about? As you have that responsibility as a media, as influent as this. In the region, in the so re- in the world, but they came to the region, and I I personally had high expectations from them. Maybe that's my problem, but but like <laughs> expectations, man. Like that's what I say. Never have expectations. Yeah, because but, that but but like I, I have such a massive respect to the media, Vice. Like it's a big name. Yes, before they they came to Dubai, like it's it's like a very very respectful thing to me. But like w- once they came here, what did they do? So so this is uh, like this is just an example. So all I, all I want to tell you is that they have brands have the opportunities and medias. I advise I I almost put it as a brand because it's a brand. But uh, like brand. Of course it's a brand. by brand I don't mean necessarily like fashion brands or like lifestyle or whatever, just brands in general. But like all of them, they have the opportunity to do much more for the artists. A lot of them are doing. Shout out to that, that, that. Like <laughs> I, I know this is a sponsor-free zone, so I'm not gonna name. And even Vice, you can beep it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what I mean. Like a lot of them are helping. But like for me, they have the power to change the game for all of us for all the artists that are struggling to make to ha- that have ideas but they don't have the backing they don't it. have the 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 finances for so but yeah this is what i think do you see that that's changing though people i like i feel like there are people that are trying to be i mean that's an issue that we've had not just with like that's I, not me but like in general what i've seen where over here, even in the last conversation that I was having with uh, with Muhammad, was people, for instance, appreciate stuff from outside rather than what's in front of them, right? Like people That's like true. external talent. That's true. Rather than seeing what is right in front. That's like, true. There is there are so many examples. Personally, I can like name a multitude of them where we would go and we would hire someone from the U.S., from London, from Paris, because they're not more talented but because you can say that they're from the u.s paris or london Mm -hmm. rather than hiring someone who is your neighbor who is insanely talented Mm -hmm. who will come at a fraction of the price although you should pay them the same way Mm -hmm. potentially maybe a little bit lower because like you don't have to take them everywhere or whatever but i don't see i don't think i mean budgets are lowered in the last couple of years for sure but the budgets do exist People are being hired. People are being imported from other places around the world, and not given like the people over here are not giving are not being given the platform to be able to excel. But they are just as, if not more, talented. Yeah. Um, but do you see that? Like, do you see that changing? Do you see that evolving at all? I mean, I'm sure you don't see that about Vice in I don't know in, in which particular sense, but. I see more and more local talent being promoted. I think, mm-hmm. maybe not in your eyes. No, no, but no, no, no. I agree. I agree. Like we are being more in that way. Yes, definitely. Like more people are, like in the talents that I know around me. I'm talking more about in music, music in yeah. uh, industry, like the singers, the rappers. And the uh, and the DJs I know are actually more serious now than in 2013. They most of them have like professional aspirations and like they want to 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 be something in the field or someone yeah. in the field. You know what I mean? So in that way, yes, I I agree with you. Like the Dubai scene is like starting to have its own uh, 
signature and its own known artist for this trap, for the Arabic trap, for the for the R&B vibe, for the... Yeah, and I'm starting to see people go out of Dubai. Yes, to perform to abroad. To perform yes. abroad. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, incredible, which is something that I, like, growing up here, mm-hmm. or even, like, pre-2016, 2017, 2015, I'd never seen that before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. More and more of us are, are playing abroad, yeah. Which is, which for me is, is incredible. Yeah, it's great. Like, it's great that we are representing in a way that that's also like the power of Dubai to me. Like for me, when I played like in South Africa yeah. or in Philippines or whatever, I'm always, I have DXB next to my name in the flyers. Always. I was like uh, headlight. Uh, Headlining. Headli- headline, sorry. In a uh, in few events in South Africa, yeah. in the Philippines. In this was last Turkey. year, wasn't it? Or um, the year before? South Africa? South Af- was, no, no, a few months ago. It was a few in, months in March. ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I, was, I played at the Puma event in uh, Johannesburg and I played... Oh shit, it was. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember talking to you that time. And I played in Cape Town in a, in a different event and, and I had collaboration with artists and like the collaboration with artists... DXB, shout out to DXB. The it's DXB. It's actually a brand as well. Like it's ne- something that is important for people to say. I didn't know that m- my name. You will always have DXB next to it. It's it's funny. That's incredible. I've never. I've, yeah, yeah. I never knew this. Uh, it's like I haven't even. I didn't even think about this. Even in Manila, like like the the MC yeah. who like you start. Uh, like singing Dubai shit and stuff <laughs> like you know it's it's crazy but like Dubai is something in that way like it has it it has that that something that people see fascinating for people that are not in Dubai or that don't live in Dubai Dubai is fascinating in a way so having Dubai next to your name is something important to them like for me I'm representing Dubai in a way, but also I'm representing Tunisia. But like, yeah. actually, Tunisia is like being forgotten in this. You know, like every time they put Dubai I, as I was in from Dubai. Oh, so they're they're always I'm from Dubai. Like nobody mentions Tunisia nowhere. So I had to like fight. To <laughs> <laughs> like every time I go, but you know, like okay, you wrote DXB, but like you know, I'm actually like, Tunisian. I, I'm actually Tunisian. You know that, right? Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't sell as well yeah. as DXB does. Now, actually, I'm I'm gonna go back to to Tunisia, and when we talk about your album, and we're running uh, like it's fine. Um, but I want to ask you about how, because I also think what Soul DXB has done, mm-hmm. putting Dubai and like creating an event here. What like what are your thoughts of that? How is does does that help with the branding of Dubai? Soul DXB. Soul DXB. Well, definitely yes. Because that's become that's this amazing, like thing that there is nothing like it. Soul DXB is the best event in the city and the most relevant event in the city very honestly like yeah. for people to see us and for us to like like from people to watch us and for us to watch our uh, the perception of the people here so when they come like i don't know i, I remember the soldier speak guys gave me the percentage last time of of the visitors that are not from, from the, UAE. the uae or the it's region. crazy it's a lot of people that travel for that event. It's that is a great opportunity for all of us. Exactly. Yeah. So that's 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 where I wanted to get to was like I f- I see that as a turning point as well. Mm-hmm. Because that's a platform where you guys are co- well where creatives especially in music are collaborating with international artists yep. on the same stage. Yeah. Right? Yep. And those dialogues happen. Mm-hmm. And that's where connections and um, relationships build. Yeah. Where then you start to export talent. Yeah. Right. And something crazy happened to me. Tell I'm me. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you this uh, exclusive. Please do tell me. <laughs> so I was chilling in the um, backstage. Soul DXB. This last year? This year. La- last year, 2018. Asap Rocky was here, yeah. right? So he was here. He was chilling, 
here and there. I, I played, I finished, it was not the day of my performance, it was the day after, but I still had access to yeah. the backstage. I was for that purpose, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Sorry, Soul DXB guys. I, 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 had I, I really <laughs> want them on, 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 on the podcast as well. I love yeah, these guys. Yeah, you need more mics. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was there, I saw, um, I saw him there chilling with his friend Asa or Rocky. manager asap rocky with his like girlfriend or whatever and uh some manager or i don't know stylist or whatever like they were all around him and then i'm not like that type of person who goes and ask for like you know like awkward like pictures and stuff yeah. i don't do that at all so like i was actually looking for the right time for him by himself just so i can go and talk to him so i had five beats on my phone i had my headphones ready bluetooth connected <laughs> everything <laughs> and like all all of them like on my whatsapp conversation so it's like close and like i texted them to to uh, to my girlfriend and then i asked her like don't text me anything like i want them to be the last thing thanks. like it it has to be easy so it's all there ready and then i'm just waiting for the right time for him to uh to just be alone and then these guys left and then he went he was walking up to the to his like to his room, room. he was just going up and i said okay fuck it's it's it's, it's now or never it's dead it's, it's not no no I, I said it's dead it's not gonna happen he's going up and like again like i'm not that type of person who is calling you yo, yo 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 i'm here but no he just did two steps in the stairs and he sat down there by himself i jumped I went there. I told him hi, blah blah blah. I'm a producer. I'm open up, uh, opening up for uh, Joey Badass later, who's his friend, yeah. and I think he was he came with him. I think I'm not sure. So I told him I'm gonna DJ like before him, and also I'm a producer. Like, can I can I show you a few tracks? He said uh, he said uh, like he looked around and some some other guy uh, came they started to talk like his photographer or something they started to talk so he kind of ignored me I was just standing there this is the type of awkward yeah. uh, things that I hate I don't want to <laughs> be in that situation you know so even if it's ASAP Rocky whatever so like the guy I was standing there like for a good two minutes they were talking and the guy left and he told me okay what do you have Okay, so I played the first track. He listened maybe like to one minute of it and he told me next one. I was not ready yeah. for him to, 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 to tell me next one. So I, I actually had them ready, but he asked me for more beats than I actually had. So he was telling me next one, next one, next one, but not like fast. Some of them, he, he actually listened to five seconds and he told me next one. Some of them four minutes beat oh, which is fun. something that you don't do usually you just keep five loops or something and that's it four minute he he was rapping over it what and then he asked me to play it again and i played it again and then okay he was rapping on it the same thing he already had a hook and stuff and then he go, uh, he told me okay next i did like next next blah blah anyways like in total it was like seven tracks he listened he liked two of them that he listened to the end. I was sitting with him, with ASAP Rocky, for like <laughs> good 15 minutes, just me and him listening to my beats and him rapping over my beats. He told me, okay, you're going to send me this and this. Uh, he, he, told, he, told, like, he told me, like, how do you want to send it to me? He told me, like, I don't know, WhatsApp, whatever you want. <laughs> like, give me your WhatsApp, you know? <laughs> he told me, oh, he told me, do you, do you have Instagram? I said, yeah, sure. He opened my Instagram. I gave him my phone. He was looking for himself on Instagram. He has a private account with, like, four followers. Yeah. And he added, he added a request from my phone. And he told me, I will accept you later when I have internet. And... Uh, and send me these two beats. End of the story. What? That's it. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. Uh, that account disappeared the day after. Oh, oh my God. Like You I, got catfished. Huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it was legit. But like I had, I had, I think it was his account. But maybe 
a guy on that level, maybe you become a bit paranoid. So I have one following on Instagram. I follow just one person. Yeah. So maybe he saw that and he thought like if it was two, maybe people would check. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm overthinking it, but I don't know what happened, what made him change his name on his private Instagram, but he did. And so I am not... Is, it has, the story like, hasn't ended. We need to finish this. For now... What day are we? In Where did I live? 
where did these cities bring to me where what did these people bring to me what are these every single experience that i had bring to me like all all these different things that i saw were like revolving around the idea of trilogy there was like a lot of threes in a lot like i'm not like a big believer in numbers and yeah. stuff like that but it's just happened that i was in three different cities i ha- i speak three languages blah 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 they have like i have a lot of threes like the bands the places i've been to the important people to me like all these things that made me focus on these ideas of three different things that are separate but in the same time that are connected in the same time so this is why i will use influences from this part of the world or this part of my life like time wise or this influence or this instrument or music that i was listening to at this time or this melody that i played with that person so there is a lot of hidden messages in that album that only almost me or that specific person Person. or that specific context that is not a person can understand you know it's like super personal in a way the choice of the instrument the choice of who wrote these small poems that you haven't seen yet because they are on the cd but like i have like small poems on each song that are relating to the song that are in three different languages and you wrote the poems no i haven't you but like m- my cousin did oh uh, wow who is, okay. yeah my cousin who is my best friend who is the guy i started uh music with and the person that i owe my life to yeah. and uh so yeah it's just um me having the need to put all of this like it's like somewhere somebody will write a book about it like this is a chapter closed but still open but like this is something that we can frame in a way and this is what i did with with this album about my life about my cities about so it's it's almost like people write a journal you exactly done it's not that i wrote a journal but I condensed the journal. I put together the whole journal in a journal in one exhibition. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And is this like a, does this continue or is this chapter now concluded with with the, with the, with the, with the album? It's not my decision. That's like life will tell us, you know. What no, I mean? but life will continue. Hopefully, I yes, mean Yes, ho- life will continue. Yeah. But does this project stop here, or is it something that you keep on adding to? You know, when like I'm a, sixty years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you never know. You know, we're sitting down, like smoking cigars, eating some tuna in, in, in Tunisia. Like you never know. It's not something that I'm really thinking about. For me, it I felt the need to do it at that time, but it's not something that I constantly think of. It's the opposite, actually. I wanted it to. This is something. I had to say, and this is something this that was period. important for me to put together to just narrate my life during this, like it's an autobiographical. Of course. So yeah, it's not really continuing. Like it's just that the the other day where I will f- another day I might feel the need to say my story musically again. You know, right and now I just be, did so. Like, so yeah. Now, last question. Tell me about three experiences that have changed you in one shape or form over the course of your life. Mm. I think moving to Paris changed me completely. Uh, moving to Dubai changed me completely. Uh, and some other family issues that I had that like I'm not gonna extend here, but but the like some circumstances happened that changed me forever. It's just 
these are for me like the three biggest thing. you're asking me about three again you see mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah these are the the most important things that changed me in a very positive positive way yeah amazing ali thank you so much you're for welcome. taking the time thank you so much for having um, me here i hope that the chapter with asap rocky is not finished yet i hope so um i would love to see <laughs> <laughs> some like tunisian cool yeah. beats coming with like the next rocky song that'd be awesome but the next songs like now like i'm back to producing for rappers yeah. actually so because like for a long time i was just focusing on instrumental music and this time like i'm back to you just released a song recently yes a couple of days ago yeah with, with Zandon Levan. yeah yeah so i'm back to that to that game of rappers and singers so let's see how it goes amazing yeah thank you so much um, thank you thank you for being here yes thank you so much for listening i hope you guys enjoyed the show if you guys have any questions or concerns please do send them my way you can find me on Instagram at A-M-A-D-M-I-A-A-N or Ahmad Mia. Um, you can also find more about Ailey on at A-E-L-I music on Instagram as well. I hope to see you next week. Ciao.